Welcome to another edition of Round Guy the Podcast. Uh, with us on the phone is from the uh, Floyd the Barber from uh, Andy Griffin, a tribute artist named Alan Newson, who is from Huntsville, Alabama. Welcome to the show, Alan. Hey, hey, it's good to be here. <laughs> definitely do so uh you, yeah. you you were just in a movie mayberry man i believe it's called yeah maybe man. it just came out literally. oh it's a good one too oh yeah. there's a fellow in that movie his name's chris stone he, he's the lead oh yeah he's the main guy oh yeah and he comes to mayberry oh it's a good one yeah you'd want to see that it's a good movie <laughs> so where can they see it at what was that? Say again. Where can uh, someone see the movie at? Okay, the movie. Oh yeah, you can you can actually watch it on Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime. You have to pay for it. It's a, it's one of those you have to purchase or rent right now. But uh, but you can watch it on there. And uh, you can also you can get it on uh, uh, you can get it on a DVD as well. <laughs> oh yeah, there's lots of good ways to get that. But uh, those are the two main ways you can get it right now. It's in some theaters too, so you can you can look at MayberryMan.com. They have a list of all the theaters where it's being shown. Did you uh? Didn't you go to a, a like a premiere of it in uh, North Carolina? I did. There were there were three different premieres. It was filmed in three locations. It was filmed in Danville, Indiana. Uh, most of it was filmed there, and then about a week was filmed in Mount Airy, North Carolina. That's Andy Griffith's hometown. Yeah, that's where he's from. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then a couple of days in California. So they had premieres or VIP showings uh, for people who supported the movie. Uh, they had them in each location. And so we, we just finished up last week in Mount Airy, North Carolina. Oh, it was good. The folks loved it. They liked it. It's kind of a Hallmark movie. You'd like it like that. No, that, uh, Mount Airy, uh, North Carolina, That that's the the hometown of Andy Griffin. And uh, that was where he based the movie, you know, is growing up there. And it was kind of set in the 1940s, wasn't it? Yeah, it was supposed to be in the sixties, but, but when you actually watch it, it actually is, uh, it actually is more reminiscent of the 1940s because it's really more based on when Andy was growing up. So basically, you could almost think of Opie as being Andy as a little boy. Oh. Uh, you could almost think about it like that. But uh, but basically, even in the 60s when it was actually made, and it was really sad at that time, but the town itself was more like a town out of time from the 1940s or so. Yeah. Well, here here in Iowa, we're, we're quite often a few decades behind and, and enjoy <laughs> it that way. Uh, so who was the actor that played Floyd the Barber? Yeah, Howard McNair. Oh yeah, Howard McNair. Uh, he he was uh, he was absolutely amazing. Howard McNair was uh, uh, when I began uh, to impersonate Howard. Uh, you know, I really I had already appreciated Floyd uh, and his character, but impersonating or going around and and dressing up like a barber and really studying what he did, he was really an amazing. He was really amazing. Because he took the words I've read in the scripts, because I've got 
actual copies of the scripts and stuff. But he was able to take those words and turn that into that character that you saw each week on television. And uh, and, and by no means was the Andy Griffith Show his first acting work, but he he was so good at that role that the other cast members uh, would even come to work on days when they weren't filming to be able to watch him work. Uh, I got I got that information from George Lindsay Goober. He would talk about uh, Howard Benier. He loved him and enjoyed coming in and watching him perform. Yeah, he had quite the storybook career, and we'll get into that. Can you tell me how he became uh, to get the role in the Andy Griffin show? Well, on the Andy Griffin show, he uh, you know there was an original Floyd the Barber that was not him. I don't know how many people will remember that, but there was one episode, uh, the man's name was Walter Baldwin, and he was Floyd. Uh, and that just didn't quite work uh, with the cast. It just didn't feel right. So they went out and they reached out and got Howard McNear. And I don't really know, and nobody actually completely knows exactly how they picked Howard, but Howard, uh, Andy Griffith was a big fan of old-time radio. So it's very likely he was aware of Howard McNear. And and through that is partially uh, one of the ways they probably drew him in to being. Uh, yeah, Howard McNear was a storied show. actor in uh, the radio uh, business. What I say? I'm sorry. I said I he, he was, uh, you know, he was one of the big stars of radio. Oh, yeah. Howard McNear was a huge, he was a huge actor in old time radio. He, uh, he's probably best known as being Doc on Gunsmoke. Now, if you can imagine, if you listen to the old radio shows of Gunsmoke, you had Howard McNear, Floyd, was Doc. Well, Doc was uh, on the radio. He was even a more of a little bit of a, you know, he, he kind of almost hoped people would get sick so he could make money. And if you listen to the episodes, he was not as nice quite so as he is on uh, on the television version of Gunsmoke, but he was he was you know he he was a little bit rougher, but he was still when you hear the episodes on Gunsmoke, you hear Floyd talking because he sounds like Floyd, you know. He goes, I like Matthew, and, you know. It's just it's yeah, it's just, just some of the same. It's voice. just a really neat thing to hear, and uh, of course, on the Andy Griffith show, there was Howard McNear was on Gunsmoke, but so was Parley Bear who played Mayor Stoner. On the Andy Griffith Show, he was he was Chester on the old radio version of Gunsmoke as well. So there's a lot of Mayberry connections from the uh, Gunsmoke episodes to the Andy Griffith Show. Yeah, I was a huge fan of the radio Gunsmoke program, and I listened to a hundred episodes of it, and uh, very familiar with his work. And he was terrific on there. Uh, mm -hmm. He was also let's briefly talk about his time on Dennis the Menace. Yeah, he, he played on Dennis the Menace as well, and he played. Uh, I mean, he, he has just done. He has done so many things. That was. Uh, he, he did stuff like uh, Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar. I don't know if you've ever listened to those old uh, radio shows. He did uh, Escape, uh, that show. That it was like a uh, anthology series that used to come on on the radio on. Uh, old time radio if you go and search around and find uh, he has so many uh credits 
on old time radio, you, you, we really can't even talk about him. He was also on the Twilight Zone, the yeah. TV show Twilight Zone. He was on there a couple of times. Uh, he was on he was on Leave It to Beaver, and he was on Leave It to Beaver. And on there, it was one there was an episode where Wally uh, was wanting to go get a shave at a barber shop. He didn't need a shave, but he wanted to. And the barber, whose name was Andy, was played by Howard Engineer. So that was uh, that's another little tidbit that people may not know as well. Well, let's get back to Mayberry. Let's hear some uh, Floyd the Barber stories that you got from the Mayberry series. Oh, my goodness. You know, Flo- uh, Howard McNear on the Andy Griffith Show, I think he's one of those characters that if you – the more you have watched the Andy Griffith Show, the more you appreciate Floyd. Because he is often kind of in the background where Andy and, Andy and Barney are doing something, but Floyd's in the background and he's either kind of mumbling something or talking about something that it, it, until you've watched the episode several times, I don't believe you pick up on those things. Uh, luckily, you know, many people have watched the episodes more than once <laughs> and started to pick up on, on Floyd's mumbling in the background. He's like, he's like, or he's just in his own world where Barney and Andy come in and they start asking him questions. They go, Hey, did you see what he says on his sidewalk out there? Andy? He said, Bobby Gribble hates him a lot. <laughs> now they're announcing they're coming nuptials. Did you just see it back in school? Bobby dipping her pigtails in the inkwell. <laughs> She'll get in with him now. And yeah, oh yeah, sure. You know, things like that. We're that on the phone did, with... That had nothing to do with the episode. It was just, you know, Andy and Barney were trying to talk to him about something else, and he is completely distracted. And I, I, I think that's why the charm of Floyd the Barber is. He's, he's happy. He's enjoying himself. And he just has that whole attitude of, uh, you know, just he's in his own little world. <laughs> uh, we're on the phone with Alan Newsom of Huntsville, Alabama, who is uh, makes a living as a uh, tribute artist to Floyd the Barber from uh, Mayberry. Uh, we're, he's been regaling us with some terrific stories. Uh, uh, who all have you met cast members of Andy Griffin's show? Oh my goodness! Uh, over the years, I've met almost all the cast members that that were living at the time. Uh, I never did, obviously, get to meet Howard McNear. He passed away in 1969, but I met uh, Don Knotts and worked with him many times uh, on stage. Uh, actually, on stage with him, which wow, who, who would ever thought that? Uh, we've been on the Grand Ole Opry with him. Uh, of course, Don Knotts, George Lindsay. Uh, Betty Lynn, that's Thelma Lou. George George Lindsay is uh, Goober. Uh, I, I I don't uh, almost most of all the Darling Boys. I've worked with them. Well, actually, all of the Darling Boys. Uh, Charlene, that's Maggie Peterson. I've worked with her and been able to perform at events where they were performing. You know, the, uh, and it has been most of the cast members. And I'll, I'll tell you this: that the cast members from the Andy Griffith show have been just as nice as you would expect them to be from watching their characters on the television. Well, they really uh, probably loved Howard and you uh, letting uh, today's generation of people actually kind of get an experience of that. They probably appreciate that. 
Yeah, I think so. I, I think so. And, uh, you know, they get to meet. I don't know if you go out and get an autograph from Ernest T. Bass from Howard Morris. I mean, that was an amazing thing. If you if you go and get an autograph from Betty Lynn, Thelma Lou, you know, she sits and talks to you and wants to know about you. Uh, and they're just those kind of people that uh, just really enjoy what they've gotten. Uh, because all those actors, they need to put the show was at a time when actors only got paid for the first run of the show plus three reruns. So that's it. None of those actors have ever made any money from the Andy Griffith show past that third rerun. Now, the exception is the Darling Boys. Uh, their music was actually played on the Andy Griffith show. And so they still get residuals from their music being on the Andy Griffith show. But the actors themselves uh, never really got anything uh, past that third episode of reruns. Because back in 1960s, who would have ever thought that 61 years later, which is October 3rd uh, this year will be the 61st anniversary of the first episode. Who would have thought the show would still be on the air and being shown every day all across the country. Who would have thought that? You know, so that's not the way the contracts were written for the actors at the time. So they were just happy to get the work. And then, you know, now we are 60 years later, people are still enjoying their work. You, you mentioned Ernest T. Bass. He was one of my favorites from the show. Him and uh, uh, Otis Campbell. Do you have any stories about those two characters? Uh, Howard Morris, Howard Morris is Ernest T. Bass. And he, <laughs> he was, he was a quite, quite a character. Now for you folks that are listening, you may not know this, but Howard Morris, who played Ernest T. Bass, the hillbilly, like crazy guy. Mm-hmm. He was actually from Brooklyn. He is a, a Jewish guy from Brooklyn <laughs> playing that role. And I've always thought that's entertaining. That's funny. And how great a job he did at that character that uh, that nobody would ever have thought about him being from Brooklyn. I mean, he's he's our Steve Bass going around yelling and throwing rocks. And it's just amazing. Now, uh, I did never I never did get to meet uh, uh, Otis, uh, Hal Smith. I never did get to meet him. I saw him in person, but I didn't meet him. Uh, but he, uh, everyone that I've ever talked to that has met him, he was very much like Betty Lynn, Thelma Lou is, that he loves autographing for people. He enjoyed meeting people. Uh, he loved that. And just so everybody knows, he was a teetotaler. He never drank, ever. He didn't drink. He was not a drinker. He played that character of Otis, uh, you know, the town drunk. But he himself never drank. He was on, he was on the radio program uh, Davy and Goliath that came on Focus on the Family. I believe where that comes from. But he was one of the actors on there as a voice actor, and he also did Owl on Winnie the Pooh. Oh, he that was Owl. And then later on, after Sterling Holloway, who played Winnie the Pooh, after he passed away, uh, Hal Smith did Winnie the Pooh as well. So there's a lot of, uh, there's all kinds of connections. And I might as well mention while we're talking about Winnie the Pooh, uh, Howard Morris, Ernest T. Bass, he was Gopher. That's his voice really? here on the, on the old movies. And, uh, and Leon, the little boy who always had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich trying to get people to take a bite, he was Roo, the kangaroo, the, the little one on, on Winnie the Pooh. So, I mean, there's, 
there's just so many connections with these people, with so many things that have affected our lives or at least brought enjoyment to our lives. Once again, we're talking with Alan Newson of Huntsville, Alabama, who is a Floyd the Barber tribute artist. We called him, and I'm really glad we did because he has uh, kept me spellbound with his uh, stories of of Andy Griffin and Gunsmoke. And uh, so uh, tell us a little, just a little bit about uh, the the character that played Floyd the Barber, the person. Tell me about him. Howard Morris? Yes. Uh, so, I mean, Howard McNear, I mean, I'm sorry. Howard McNear, okay, so Howard, he was, you know, he was born back in 1905. Yeah, he's, he, so, uh, and he, and he passed away fairly young. He was only 63 when he passed away, but he was from, uh, the California, he was from California and lived there his whole life. And according to all the actors that I've talked to that knew him, uh, he, he was very much like Floyd. When you see Floyd on TV, that's the way Howard kind of acted in real life. He, he kind of acted that way. And that was one of the reasons they enjoyed coming to watch him do Floyd. Uh, there's a, there's a great story. Uh, his son, Kit, when he was young, was painting a, he was trying to paint something outside and, and it in the spray paint, a, a spray paint, a can of paint wouldn't spray. So, they, they tried to get it to work and it wouldn't work. So they said, well, let, Howard said, hey, let's just go in the kitchen and we'll put it in the can opener and we'll just dip the paint out and, and use it after we get the can open. So he went in and he put it into an electric can opener that was above the kitchen sink. And of course, once you push down, that can opener started going and the paint started spraying in a straight line all the way around the kitchen and went right across Howard's face, right across his glasses. And, <laughs> and uh, Kit said that when, you know, whenever he had, he took his glasses off, he looked like a raccoon because his eyes were, uh, where his glasses were, he blocked it. Anyway, he, he told that story at work. He's like, oh, yeah, my wife got home. She ran me out of the house. We were boom. Oh, yeah. I had to stay in the guest house. It was, but it had curtains. So it's always been funny that he's telling this story about getting run out of the house with his wife. And, but he had to throw in, oh, he had to stay in the guest house, but it had curtains because, you know, that was important somehow. Well, that the kind of guy he was, uh, he was so much like Floyd that, uh, I asked that question, by the way, I got to go to his house and meet his son and his son, I asked that question about, it. he said, yeah, it happened. Come here. And he took me to the kitchen. So we were standing right here at this, at the, at the sink in the kitchen and this is where the can opener was and he said he confirmed that that was a completely true story once again we're talking with alan newson a uh, tribute artist to floyd the barber and uh, one of the big stars of this new new movie mayberry man that you can catch on uh, amazon uh t- tell us a little bit about the plot and the uh, the of uh, mayberry man Okay, so Mayberry Man, what the, the story is, it is not a remake of the Andy Griffith Show in any way. So I don't want people who love the Andy Griffith Show thinking that folks were trying to recreate it. It's not. What it's about is this actor, this Hollywood actor, he's a big-time Hollywood action star. Well, he gets arrested for going 100 miles over the speed limit when he's filming a movie in Georgia. And the judge in Georgia sentences him to go to Mayberry Fest, a fictional Mayberry Festival, 
to represent his father, who had been on the Andy Griffith Show. Also, that's fictional, but his father had been on the Andy Griffith Show. So he sentenced to go to Mayberry Fest to represent his father and sign autographs uh, on his father's photos. And, of course, he doesn't want to do it because he believes that that's all a bunch of hick stuff. You know, he has a bad relationship with his father. And so he shows up at this festival. He didn't want to be there, but the judge is going to throw him in jail if he didn't do it. And basically, he starts then to meet, you know, some guy dressed up like Floyd the Barber. And then he meets a Gomer and a Goober. And he's like, you have got to get me out of here, talking to his assistant. And that's kind of the setup for the movie. And it's basically a story of this man who was estranged from his father and didn't appreciate what his father had done in his life, uh, coming to appreciate family and friendship and maybe some of the more simple things in life by the end of the movie. That's the reason I say it's uh, it's, uh, it's kind of a Hallmark movie or uh, maybe a Lifetime movie or something like that where it's a feel-good movie. There's a lot of laughter. There's some some of the ladies that have seen it cried, you know, at parts of the movie, and they laughed, they cried. You know, it, it's, a, it's a very good and well-written movie, and I believe people would really enjoy it. So I encourage people to go out there and see it. Well, it sounds fascinating. Uh Tell me a little bit about Mary, Mount Air, I believe it's called North Carolina. The, the whole city set up to be uh, kind of like Mayberry, so, isn't it? Right. So Mount Air in North Carolina is Andy Griffith's hometown. And every year, the last full weekend of September, they have Mayberry Days. So the, in the movie, Mayberry Man, Mayberry Fest is based on Mayberry Days, basically. Uh, but uh, they have Mayberry Days in Mount Airy. Now, every day in Mount Airy is a kind of a Mayberry event, but boy, during Mayberry Days weekend, you not only have the Andy Griffith Museum, which is always there, but then you have people dressed up as, there's tribute artists for Barney and Floyd and Otis and Goober and, and Thelma Lou and, 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 and you know, Charlene and er, everybody. Goober, Gomer, all of them. You'll be walking down the street, and there these people are just walking down the street and talking to people and and visiting and and all kinds of stuff. It it really makes the Andy Griffith Show and Mayberry itself come to life for about three days uh, every September. And it is an amazing time to go there. Now, Mount Airy is a great town. It's a great town to visit anyway, because you can go to the Andy Griffith Museum, which has all kinds of amazing Andy Griffith show stuff from, from the actual badge that he and Don Knotts wore. It's got both badges, got the uniforms, got Barney's salt and pepper suit. It's got the plaques that were on the front door of the, the Mayberry Courthouse. Uh, all that stuff is in the museum. And there's also a place called Wally's that uh, you can go down to. And it's got a, it's got like a, uh, you can go into the, the courthouse and get your picture made behind the jail cells. They have squad car tours. You can go on, you can pay and go. They'll take you on a tour of the town and give you all kinds of history and information about Andy Griffith, uh, riding in a Mayberry squad car. Uh, and there's Floyd's Barbershop. There's a place called the Snappy Lunch that, that was mentioned one time on the Andy Griffith Show as well. It, it's just a fun place to visit if you're a fan of the Andy Griffith Show, for sure. Well, Alan or Floyd the Barber or whoever, whoever I'm talking to here, uh, <laughs> I, I, you've been a fascinating guest. I could talk to you for hours, but in about six minutes, we're going to be out of tape. There's a, you know, I want to say, you know, I know that was set up in the rural south. 
but as somebody from uh Marie or from uh, southeast Iowa or grew up in a rural town, you know, it was a just as connected uh, there, uh, you know, it connected to people here. Um, and uh, I, you said, I heard you, you played Iowa one time. I have. I've been to the popcorn festival in Casey. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. been there. That's where my dad lives. Mm-hmm. So uh, did, did you enjoy your time there or? Oh, yeah, it was great. I enjoyed it there. I'd love to do it again. We had a, uh, a, uh, we had a, uh, um, a Barney the Fife tribute artist come to Richland, Iowa, where I live, mm-hmm. and uh, man, he had a big turnout, and then uh, he and I and some guys from the crowd, we did a little skit uh, where he we had the Mayberry car from Bob DeWitt in Galesburg, Illinois, mm-hmm. and he pulled over the Dukes of Hazard car, and I played Bo Duke, and then a friend play. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. he was great. David, that was probably David Browning, is who that probably was. Yeah. Uh, David yeah. was the Barney Five tribute artist for years. He's the one that got me started doing Floyd. Mm. And he uh, he recently retired. He's he's you know he's decided he's retired now. So we've had to get a different Barney. We can't ever replace uh, David Browning. He was amazing, and it was so fun, so talented. Mm-hmm. And we loved him so much. And yeah, we, he, I know he enjoyed traveling across the country and doing different events like the popcorn festival and different things there in Iowa. Uh, he, he loved doing that, but he, he traveled a lot and went all kinds of places like that. We'll, so I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed him. We'll wrap this interview up uh, by saying if someone wants Floyd the barber at their event, and I think there's some events coming up here in Richland that we'll, we, we probably could use you for, how do they contact you? What's your social media sites? Uh, uh, how how does someone get a hold of, and of you and uh, your podcast too? Like you mentioned that real quick. Okay, uh, so the best way probably to get in touch with me for the if you're trying to get me as Floyd at something, you can go to MayberryBarber.com. That's pretty easy to find. Uh, MayberryBarber.com's got all the information. It's got pictures and it's got some video examples of what I do. And I also have been doing a podcast like you. I've been doing a podcast about the Andy Griffith show since 2008. I'm in 13th year here. And uh, it's called it's, uh, Two Chairs, No Waiting. Two Chairs, No Waiting. Two chairs, and I do the no. magazines this week, too. So it's at twochairsnowaiting.com. Well, uh, again, we really appreciate Alan Newson, Huntsville, Alabama, Floyd the Barber, Tribute Artist. You have been one fantastic interview. Uh, You've got to agree to uh, talk to us again sometime, please. I would love to. I'd love to. Thank you very much. All right. This has been uh, another episode of Round Guy, the podcast. We appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll try to keep getting guests like this. It's going to be hard to talk. Thanks a lot, Alan. Thank you.